Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and we are here to help you win at the game of business and marketing. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners, marketing and business coaches, the folks who help others build their businesses, and on the other side of that coin, the do-it-yourselfers who'd like to have your own hands on the levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment to explore episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated. Helps us help more business creators just like you. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Fresh content is added every week. Please tune in to our over 100 episodes from business creators just like you. Today, we are going to get into a very interesting topic called Serving Up Delicious Social Snacks for Your Biz Guests That Leaves Them Craving More. And to share with us how we're going to serve up these delicious social snacks, the recipe, how we bake them, how we serve them, is Mama Red Night. And Mama Red is the executive biz chef biz chef and content chef in charge of taming the beasties to keep you from doing what you love most and do most. When I saw what Mama Red is doing, when I got the information about this interview, I got very excited about it because I love when people come up with their own unique terminology and use it to differentiate themselves in the marketplace like we teach our listeners to do all the time. Now, another thing I love about Mama Red is her greatest wish, which is to help you be a legally lazy biz owner one who uses the best tools, technology, and processes stolen from her days as a corporate consultant for the likes of Intel, Eli Lilly and Company, and IBM. Mama Red, welcome aboard. Hello, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Uh, (laughs) Feeling is is absolutely mutual. Uh, We are going to (laughs) have ourselves a great time here, and I know there's a lot of information you have to share with us, but before we dive in, what I want to do is take a step back and give those of our listeners who may not have had a chance to get to know you a little bit uh, the opportunity to experience the real Mama Red. So just tell us a little bit about (laughs) your background and what brought you to where you are today. And if you wouldn't mind, lead off by telling us why Mama Red? <laughs> That's the typical first question. Thank you. Actually, it was the topic of my very first rudimentary video. Um, uh, uh, I was actually given that name by a stepdaughter, and okay. we were going around, and my legal name is Jerry Lynn, and it's a fine name. People like it, whatever. I fell in love with the Mama Red, and when I initially was given it, it was because she didn't want to call me by my given name, but she didn't want to be disrespectful to her mom. And so I sent her off on this task and I said, okay, you go figure out a name and you come back and tell me, but it's got to be respectful to your mom and respectful to me. All right. She goes, comes back. She was probably 10 or 11 years old at the time. She says, I'm going to call you Mama Red. And I said, okay. Uh And that would be why. (laughs) She says, well, you're just... You're just so mom-like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
okay, is that a good thing? And she, she, I was one of those, I, I can love you up and kick your butt in the same moment and, you know, just keep right on going. So she decided that was one half. The red, right. actually, although people think it was the color, it's actually because I've got such a passionate personality. And I'm red-haired and I tend to wear red nails, although not red clothes. And so it kind of stuck. And when I first used it, it was only between her and I. And then I was teaching little ones, like two, three years old Sunday school stuff, and they couldn't say my name. Right. So one day I just said, hey, call me Mama Red, and so they did. And it kind of evolved over there, and people started calling me that. And um, I was out in 2007. I was at an event, and, you know, you do the stand-up, introduce yourself, and out of my mouth fell Mama Red. I have no clue why. Right. It just did. And it kind of stuck, and eventually I decided to make it a brand and kind of put my own twist on things, which is like silly names for things like beasties and sexy back in for your business and social snacks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's where it came from. Oh, okay. That is a very interesting story. I, I love that, you know, when we get into these types of things and we find out a little bit about the personalities behind us and uh, what brings us to our passion, the intersection of our brilliance and passion, and that is just fantastic. Now, those who have been tuning into the Business Creators Radio Show for a while know that there is one question we ask all of our guests, and you can hear the drum roll in the distance, so here it is. <laughs> here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything we recommend they do, except for time and money. Now, this is the question we ask every expert who appears on our show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today about these social snacks? Two ways. One, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, which I heard you, you know, discuss in your yep. um, intro, you can take all these things, put them together, and create a whole bunch of these blog posts that are really your content. They are your message. And with a very little amount of time, if you use it the way I teach you, you can get a ton of these done. And then you can schedule them out using you know, the tools that are out there. And you can go back to focusing on your coaching or your selling your product. As far as money, every tool I teach on a call like this is free. I right. don't teach tools that you have to pay for, or I don't discuss tools that you have to pay for. Now, that said, I have do-it-yourself options, which are a totally different ballgame. But usually when I do a show like this, I am telling people how to do things that they can do themselves if they want to, or they can go to somebody else or to me and you know, have it done. But the way I teach things always saves time and always saves money because I teach you how to create in bulk. Yeah. I teach you how to use free tools. I teach you how to be efficient which is what really legally lazy business owner is. <laughs> right. So, so does that answer the question? So, that, so that's what we mean by legally lazy business owner, and I'm real excited to have you continue to develop that concept even further. Uh, now, we learned about Mama Red, so tell us, what are, tell us about social snacks. Uh, what is a social snack, and why is the social snack so valuable to the harried, overwhelmed biz owner? <laughs> because I am one, I was one, and I have a thing, I have a rule, and I want to tell you the rule first so it will make sense. I have what I call the rule of three. And the rule of three is if you do something once, do it, get it done, get over it, and get on to the next thing. Right. You do the same thing two times, you go, hmm, geez, is this taking a lot of time when it really shouldn't? And if you do something three times, it's time for you to stop. Well, I kind of had to 
put myself in my own shoes and, you know, my own coaching and my own consulting because I was struggling every day to put something out on social media. So I'd try to think of something for Twitter, and then I'd try to think of something for Facebook, and blah, 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 uh. on and on it went. And if you look at the guidelines behind doing social media in what I consider well, you don't need a lot of text. In fact, I teach start with 120 or less characters. Okay. And the reason for that is, one, it'll fit on Twitter, and you didn't used to be able to do visuals on Twitter, so that was one reason. The other is most people, even if they're standing in line getting their morning coffee, hoping to God they wake up sometime soon, um, can come up with that many characters. You know, it's not like you have to write a book. Right. And so as I have screwed up more than I've, can even want to admit to, even though I'm blushing as we speak, um, on trying to get this stuff done. And I never really hit that stride of getting content out there in a consistent way. So that is one. So a social snack is a very small, giving somebody a taste, just as if you were you know, serving a snack to your friend or for yourself or your kids or whatever. It's a snack. It is not entire meal. It is not your entire coaching thing or everything you've ever done about everything everywhere for your lifetime. It is a taste. It's a bite. And I teach in cooking analogies, so everything comes up somehow in a cooking analogy when I'm working on stuff. And so one day I was doing stuff, and I was telling somebody about this. I was saying, what if you didn't write a book? What if you wrote a tip? What if you grabbed a quote off a quote site? Would that be something you could do without being overwhelmed? They were like, well, blankety blank, yes, I'll be good and not swear on your show. You know, but they were like, well, duh. Why didn't somebody teach me that before? And over the last three years, it's evolved into a program that is specifically about focusing on creating those small bits, those ingredients, if you will, that you can share with others. So it's usually, it can be text only. You know, if you're comfortable with text, do text. It's taken me several years of being self-taught and being that DIYer to learn how to manipulate graphics and find pictures. And I even tell people where to find pictures for free that are fair for commercial use because that's right. important. You don't want to hit copyright law. Oh, you no. You don't want to oh, go no. there. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I ain't got no time for that. Uh, you know, we, uh-uh. have, we, have, we have clients that come to us and, uh, you know, they uh, and they have this, you know, material they want to use. Like they've done their own initial research for the copy and they and they come up with images and they insist on using these images in the copy. The problem is they took them from Google Images without mm-hmm. any attribution checks. And I tell them right. flat out, absolutely not, because we cannot document a trail of custody. We will not be yep. using this image. Uh, we can uh, have you pay for something similar to it or pay a designer to create something like it, but unless you can show me a step-by-step exactly. train of custody all the way back to a place where it was downloaded, where it, was, uh, where it has the proper attribution license that allows you to use it for free that's just not happening sorry just won't do it no 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 i was going to say you are right there with me we are like twinsies on this because i tell yes. people if you tell me you searched google images i'm going to tell you you did it wrong yes period period it's not up for negotiation or discussion right and because of that and because i have spent a lifetime in the corporate world and around content i didn't do like marketing copy a lot but I did training materials and help files and manuals oh, yeah. and, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff that was a lot around the IT world is where I got my background. 
And the other thing that I've got as a very intense background, and I started in it before it was really a thing, if you will, is what in Internet marketing and kind of what is the popular thing is what they call repurposing. Right. In the world in which I lived, it was called single sourcing because your goal was to get as much content already available, kind of like an Amazon thing, you know, yeah. that you could use and then create something using technology. So I come from that background. Right. And so I come from a, a background of copyright, and I actually had a client be furious at me. I was doing training materials for him, and he had all these charts and all this kind of stuff, and you could see where they had whited out the attribution that shows you how old I am. It was real white out. Oh, uh, <laughs> not good. You know, like the bottle of stuff. Uh-huh. And he was insisting I use them. And I walked in and I said, he won't. And he said, I'll fire you. And I said, fine. You can fire me. Right. I said, but I will not take this on. And if you look at the contract, because at that time, because I did, you know, such large projects, I had these contracts that were pretty detailed. And they essentially had in there the same thing you're saying, which is unless you can prove to me that this is used or that you have gotten permission, written permission, from the owner, I will not use it, period. Right. That said, because I – can I share a story about how I came to use images? We have a whole hour here. Please do. Okay. <laughs> so what happened with me is I didn't think of my business as a visual business. I'm a consultant. Right. I'm a coach. You know, that's not a visual business. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So up comes Twitter, and I learn it and, you know, get my 14,000 tweets or whatever. Then comes Facebook, and I put some piddle with it. But I never do images, ever. Right. And because uh, I didn't know how, and I didn't know how to turn what I do into a visual. So right. I just, like, ignored it. I just didn't do Pinterest, you know? <laughs> Right. I didn't do those things. And so I was listening to a webinar one day, and the guy's going on, and he's talking about Pinterest, and I'm kind of half listening and watching and, you know, doing 22 things like most women do. And all right. of a sudden I heard him say, and in case you think you're not a visual business, listen up. Right. I'm going to show you what to do. And all of a sudden, of course, right. my ears are, you know, perked up. And he says, here's what I want you to do. And it's the basis of what I teach now, by the way. He says, I want you to take a specific set of time, like a half hour. And I want you to sit down and just write some tips, just tips, you know, get a bank account, whatever, make whatever it is. He said, just write some tips, but set a time. So I did. I set a half hour and I wrote 94 business tips. Right. And then he said, now I want you to open a PowerPoint and I want you to change it to the size. He was, since he was focusing on Pinterest, he was doing tall images. Uh-huh. And he says, I want you to pick a background. And he says, I want you to put that tip on that background. You now have a visual. Yes. And I sat there stunned. Just, I mean, it was one of those aha, oh, my God, how stupid can you be moments. <laughs> and from that time on, I have continued to do that. Now I've expanded where I use photos and, you know, I have a thing for sunrises and water pictures, so I use those a lot. Um, taught myself how to create animated videos. But it's all using the same principle of a little bit at a time. Yeah. And every single business, I do not care whether you put asphalt on roads or you, you know, host a show like you're doing or you're a coach. Every business has tips that they can give their people. And every business tends to have a process they follow for certain things, whether it's bringing new people on board or becoming a client. 
And all those things can serve as social snacks, little bits of you to share with people. But the really, really killer thing about them that I love and does come from my corporate days is that you can then take those little tips and make an ebook out of them. Yeah, that's true. Then you can take those little tips and expand them out into a training class. And how about a Kindle? And how about um, a visual giveaway for Christmas with all your best quotes for Christmas? Um, I did a series called In the Words Of, and it would be like In the Words of Maya Angelou or In the Words of Winter, and I would get pictures that went with it. And the really cool thing is you can start it from there, but there's still small bits of information. And this approach I have to what I now call social snacks has evolved because I would meet with people who wanted me to work with them. And they would say, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm working on my book. You know, somebody told me I should write a book. I really got to write a book because they said it's really a big business card. Oh, my God, I don't know how to write a book. I really don't know where to start. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And for the record, I'm the same way, and I have written tens of thousands of pages of content. But yet when somebody told me I should write a book or a manifesto, I froze. You would have thought it was dead winter in Alaska the way I froze. Wow. And the pro and the reason is this. When you say, hey, dude, write a book, what do you think of when somebody tells you that? Um, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking that uh, I get myself recorded saying stuff for a couple hours, get it transcribed, and spend a day editing it. Uh, the average person probably imagines months of staring at an empty Microsoft Word document trying to type the first word. Exactly. Precisely. You are doing it brilliantly, and for everybody listening, listen to what, roll it back, rewind, and listen to what he said. Because most of us talk better and faster than we can write. And we, most of us think, because we have eons of being storytellers, it is much easier to, if you will, write a book by doing that. But you're right. Most people will go, oh my God, it's now the 18th month in and I haven't written a word. And right. I was talking to a guy like that, and he really had this passion to help people. He had been through drug addiction and alcohol addiction, and he had come out of it. But in the process, he had nine years of really not connecting with his family, and he was taking him everything he had you know, to reconnect with them. And he was really passionate about helping other people coming out of that. But somebody had told him he should write a book. And he goes, would you mind looking at it? And I could tell I'm an empath on top of everything else. Yeah. And I could tell just from hearing him that he was freaking out. So he sends me over to the thing, and I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to cry. Because when you talk to him, he was like talking to the most passionate human being. When you looked at his outline and what he had written, he sounded like he had a pickle up his nose. You know, he yeah. was so stilted, and part of that comes because we've all been educated to put the commas in the right place, the semicolons, do an index, do a table of contents, you know, bold this, don't bold that, and there's a ton that comes to it. So I said, well, honey, let's back up a minute. I said, if I said to you, do you have 21 tips that you could share with people? He goes, oh, hell yeah, I could do that easy. And I said, then there's your book. Yeah. It's not the book it's not the manifesto for the ages it is a book and when you start with social snacks let's say you do this thing i talked about with the tips right yeah and then you gather those together i have a thing for 21 so i use 21 a lot it could be 10 or 10 hundred i don't care but make it small because we're all in a hurry these days 
we consume things in sound bites, which is really what a social snack is, is like a sound bite. It's bam. Great quote, grab people's attention. I the one I did that I got the most feedback on and I laughed till I was silly was open a business account. Yeah. And so it was there. So I talked to this guy and I said, Now, if I say to you, Can you write twenty one tips? Check in on your energy. How do you feel? And he goes, oh, heck, that's easy. I can do that. And I said, so what if you were standing in line and you had a stack of index cards and a pen? Don't try to do this electronically. Go to the dollar store, get some index cards, get your favorite pen, and, you know, do it. And he said, oh, wow. Then that means I don't even have to figure out the technology. <laughs> Because what people don't understand is there is a lot to really putting a book together. Right. And there's a lot to understanding what a table of contents is or yeah. a footnote if you're going that route. And I happen to know those things because of what I've done for a living. But I would say the majority don't. So if you start with these little snacks, it's kind of like, um, since we're talking, I would presume, a lot to American audiences, I'm going to yes. use the Thanksgiving dinner as an okay. example. Well, they just okay. uh, well they just recently had uh, Thanksgiving in Canada, so exactly, uh, the, you know, so it's the, the same know, thing. And 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 no, matter, and no matter where you are, what time of year it is, Thanksgiving's always coming up. It'll be here within the next year at some point. Exactly, or your special holiday, maybe it's your Hanukkah holiday, or your you know whatever. But whatever it, it most is, most of yeah. these most of these celebrations are done around food. Think about it. Yes, they're done around food. And if you sit down and you, two minutes before everybody's supposed to show up and sit down at your table, you suddenly try to have this massive meal with, you know, turkey and dressing and your favorite things from your childhood and your cornbread. And you can't do it. It's too much because you need to get the ingredients together. You need to know your recipes. You need to know all these things about your guests. So if you start with a snack, you can work better instead of trying to start by feeding the Queen of England a 12-course meal. Right. So if you think of this as the ingredients on yourselves, your tips, your quotes, um, I have a Greek restaurant that is a client. And that's right. been fun because I'd never worked with a restaurant before. And she was really struggling because all she could think to put out was, you know, her menu and do you want spanakopita for dinner and, you know, here's a half-price sale and, and everything. So we, my partner and I actually put together this whole series called Did You Know? And it was 85 different factoids about Greece. Wow. The islands, the language, their money, um, their school, you know, all. And, and honestly, we went to a website that had these, and we just cut and pasted them. Right. And then we went to another website and got some others, you know, because we didn't like some of those. So we, but we ended up doing 85. We did, um, I think it was three or four, like, different backgrounds. Yeah. And it was the same 85 factoids on four different backgrounds. So four times 85 is how much? <laughs> A lot, yeah. Uh, one, two, three, and a bunch. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good, yes. <laughs> so we created a folder. And we threw all these in there. Now, my partner does the posting, so she takes care of that, but she rotates them. Well, we kind of got tired of that after about three months. You know, it's kind of like, okay, we're bored. <laughs> so then we went and found stuff about our local area, which I happen to live in Indianapolis, Indiana. So we started sharing fun facts about things to do here in Indiana, you know, facts about when we were, became a state, you know, just all these right. things about Indiana because this is a local business. Right. 
Now, if you're a global business, which I suspect both you and I are, right? That's, you know, you, yeah, the local I, stuff may not work. Well the, well, the fact is, even a local business is a, lo- is a global business when you think about it, because the moment you get online, uh, anybody in the world can find you. The moment you have something sure. 24-7, you can be found by anywhere, any place in the world. And as I have said, been over and over and over again. And the story of me moving to Las Vegas verifies this. People search globally to find what's right down the street. And that's fair. Thank you. That's an excellent point. And so what we did with her is then we – there's a lot of Greek words. If you go to a Greek restaurant, and I happen to love Greek and Mediterranean food, so you go and you point to the thing on the menu, you know, because you can't pronounce it. So um, we started using some Greek words. You know, what's hello in Greek? It's spanakopita, not spaganopita. It's Uh. gyro, not Gyro, you know, I mean, so we started doing things about how to pronounce words. And the next phase is going to be these little tiny videos That's the woman I work with is actually Greek heritage and she speaks Greek. So we're going to do a series of uh, videos, just teensy, you know, like 30 second ones about how to pronounce these terms. These are all little tiny social snacks. They don't take massive amounts of work. We're not putting together a you know, Thanksgiving dinner. But the great part is, is if you've ever served one of those big meals, now you have all these spices that you might not have had before Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And maybe you have a spare box of cornbread. And, you know, so now you have these ingredients and, oh, gee, you had to go buy a bigger roasting pan, you know, to put that turkey in. But once you have them, you can use them again and again and again and again. And you can combine them in different ways to create full-out recipes or recipe books or, you know, full-out training courses. Yeah. So long story, but that's what they are, is to get you started because most anybody I know can pop off a tip while they're, you know, driving. Um, I had a woman that froze on a book, but as soon as I told her to record it, man, she just let loose, boom, 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 you know, and off it fell. So when I work with clients, that's what I do. I try to find out where they're comfortable. And then we start from there. Like I'm hideously, sadly, comfortable with text. So I put out a class last year called Profit Ready Content. And all the lessons were in text because I had made 14 billion excuses about why I couldn't do it because I needed to do a video because everybody says you have to do a video. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. I mean – uh, I believe in the power of video. I think it's incredible. Uh, I've seen by the numbers how it helps with our overall sales conversions and our engagement. Uh, but there's more than one way to do video that works. Uh-huh. Well, it's like I use Powtoon, and I create right. um, what are called animated videos that are voiceovers or sometimes just music beds, you know. And the problem when you say, oh, I've got to do, let's say video. There's a lot to doing video. I mean, there's different ways. There's voiceovers. There's slides. But it still involves technology that you may not have seen until you were 48 years old. Yeah. And that's where I tell people I really don't think those should be DIYs. It's my opinion, and I know because I've taught myself to do it, and I know how hard I've worked, and I know how many excuses I've made and how few videos I've actually made, even though I know how. Right. 
Right, right. What we'd like to do now is, um, you know, we've had a great uh, conversation about food and snacks and everything else. Uh, <laughs> at the very beginning, uh, you intrigued me with uh, you know, what you said about technology and how you never advocate that people pay for it. So how, what is your process for picking the right technology with all the options that are out there? Oh, you just hit one of my hot buttons, darling. I know. <laughs> the thing with technology is I want everybody to understand that technology is not the be-all and the end-all. Technology should serve its master, which is right. you, which is your business. And the wrong way to go about picking technology is to ask your friend or a forum or something because you're going to get 10,000 answers about which you know, thing to use. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's very The true. thing with technology is first of all, you have to decide, are you going to be doing it yourself? Uh-huh. Okay. If you're going to be doing it yourself, then we need to get you into something that fits your comfort zone with your level of you know, technical background and that kind of stuff. I'm not going to tell you to go do Photoshop when you can't spell it. Yes, ridiculous. true. So that's one thing. The second is to know what you want to achieve. What are your goals? Top three is best. The top five is okay. Everything else after that, if it does it, great. If it doesn't, you'll live. Yeah. And that's what I see people do um, with technology so often is they ask a buddy, they ask a friend, they get ten recommendations, then they don't even know what they really need to do. Right. So you want to know that. And before even you do that, I have what I call the ten right questions, and uh -huh. I'm sure you're familiar with them. I you really need to know, know what that. You're talking about. Yes. Who's your who? What are you serving? Why are you doing this? You know, what do you want to share? Because your technology is the servant. Now, it's all great, well, and good to get free things, and I am absolutely the queen. I have a magnificently humongous uh, mind map of all these you know, things I found over the years. But there's a price to pay for free technology. Right, right. And that price is, a lot of times, it doesn't have documentation. There's they don't that. keep it updated. There's that. Getting tech support. Yeah. You know, when you've got a question, who do you ask? Right. And the other is whoever has designed it, especially since there's such a proliferation of technology these days. When I started in technology in the 80s, you know, you had one or two choices. <laughs> yeah. And and that you didn't have any choices for on your home computer because they didn't exist. That's so, true. So the thing about it is, is also set a timeline. I'm not going to try to review every software tool out there. I'm going to set, get clear on my questions like who, what, where, why, when. I'm going to decide what I need this tool to use, to do, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to decide what I need this tool to do for me. I'm going to look at how comfortable I am with technology. If you ain't comfortable, hand it off. I promise you it will cost you more yeah. than you could ever imagine if you don't. Right. I have spent, when I first started looking for images because I didn't know what I was doing, I have been known to spend 8, 10 hours rooting through images trying to find something because I had no clue what I wanted. And then another eight to ten hours trying to figure out how to resize something so you know it didn't like slow my website down. Unless you geek out on it, unless you absolutely have no budget, my recommendation is you find somebody to do it because it is always harder than any advertisement will tell you. 
That's yeah, that's also very true. And uh, what I've seen also happen in a lot of cases is uh, people will do uh, they'll do one of two things, and 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 the, to a degree here, I'm going to be raising a counterpoint to your point. Uh, but the mm-hmm. first one, which is not a counterpoint to yours, which actually kind of is parallel with yours, is folks will spend so much time trying to figure out, well, well, what's the absolute right technology, and are we covering every base, and uh, mm-hmm. and then they'll, then they'll, and then they'll have made the decision. As soon as they make the decision, some other provider sends out some other email, <laughs> so they can go right back to the drawing board. And what I tell people is. Uh, Think about where you need your business to be within the next three to five years and shoot for something that's going to get you at least that far. Find a good mm-hmm. software, stick with it, but don't get emotionally involved with it. So if it's, you know, if it's a great software or a great provider now, but a year from now they have a corporate acquisition in there and their uh, customer service and their stability goes down the tubes, you just say, okay, I'm leaving. I made this mistake yep. once um, with, uh, with hyper loyalty to one particular web hosting company, which in its day was an amazing web hosting company. You could not get better hosting than this company. I mean, they were, uh, they were a local business business. They had a great team. Uh, They're based in the United States. They had awesome servers, super fast. Uh, They had this proprietary control panel that was just, you know, it was, it was, it was the business basically. Uh, Then they got bought out by uh, some company over in the United Kingdom and uh, everything went to hell in a handbasket. We had moved all of our clients that we do the launches for onto this uh, particular type of server that they had. And uh, they would, you know, and all of our clients would have 15 or 20 WordPress sites. And these servers cracked. Oh. And like every single day, they would max out on memory. It's like, how the hell does Are this happen? Are you kidding me? And they would, and, uh, and I would argue and yell and fuss and fight and, and, uh, you know, and I'd look for ways to prove them wrong and I'd spend hours on chats and everything else. And, and I, I, at one point I saw it coming. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm an amateur when it comes to this stuff, relatively speaking, when it comes to web hosting and servers, but I can tell when a server is cracked and it's about yeah. to, and it's about to split in half. And I warned them in that. And they, and I kept trying to warn them and give them specific examples of the cracks I was seeing. And they would say, Oh, the servers are fine. You need to check your plugins. Then, wouldn't you know it, their entire company went down, and they put out an announcement that there had been a lot of issues with their servers that suddenly boiled over. I, Even though they were so overwhelmed with trying to fix all this that hold times were like seven hours, I dialed <sighs> in, put it on speakerphone, and went about my life for seven and a half hours just so I could get somebody to pick up the phone so I could say, I told you so. <laughs> That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> now, here's the here's the lesson. That was all wasted effort. The second yeah. time that their servers stalled out for some ridiculous reason, uh, well, our reseller can't support seven WordPress sites. I, 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 that should that should have been bye bye hasta la vista. Catch you later, right then and there. So my so my line now is uh, with any of our clients, if we're starting to have technology problems, it's going to start holding up launches and and stretching budgets and things like that. I'll be the first to say, all right, we're moving. 
Right. It's like, nope, no debates. Give me the credit card. We're buying. We're going to another company. We're going to pick up this site and move it. So we did this with one of our event launches recently. Uh, they, um, you know, there was the, the there were the load times on the site were just really slow. Uh, we knew that the WordPress was fine. We had all the images, plugins, and everything optimized. We weren't using any special scripts, and uh, we knew that the site performed perfectly well up until. A very recent point. The site was clean. The database was clean. Our tech people checked all that stuff. It was good. Uh, but and th- but uh, you know the only thing we could really think was it was their server. So I said, okay, uh, we have this other hosting company over here. Let's use Backup Creator. Suck over a copy of it and just see if it performs better on the other server. Uh, just putting it on the other server changed everything. So we went right to the client. And said, okay, we need your credit card. We're getting an account over here. We're moving the server today. We cannot have your ad campaign held up. There you go. Yep, that's uh, and so, that is an excellent lesson. Right, right. So that is the one I think kind of goes along with what you're saying. Now, on the other hand, totally. if you're trying to get everything for free, uh, you know, they say that when you get for free, sometimes you pay twice. So mm-hmm. my guidance there is again, look at what you're doing three to five. You know, where you see your business being three to five years out. Don't go buy something just because it's a huge bell and whistle and somebody says, if you're not using us, you're not really in business. The fact is mm-hmm. you're in business because you, you got up today and decided to make a difference in the world. That puts you in business. You're not not in business because you don't use a certain software. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not, not the case. Sing so, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the same time, uh, I have found that the cheap workaround or the, you know, let's use a solution that everybody else is using, or I saw a presentation on this, and I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I have to go back to a client today, and I have to tell them that, you know, they're using this certain software that's going to make it really hard for us to design a funnel, and, uh, yep. and uh, because we've been... You know, this thing has to go live today. Uh, you know, and, and it doesn't really matter. This is a timeless issue. Even if you're listening to this a year from now, somebody you know mm-hmm. is going to this right now. Um, and we, we're, we're going to have to tell them that, you know, look, uh, we just built a copy of this using our optimized press license. Uh, we think ours are a lot better. Um, it took us one-tenth of the time to do it on optimized press as we did using all your softwares. We're getting a better result. We know these are tested. We know these will work. So if we want to use... Uh, this thing that we came up with your version, um, okay. Uh, but if you give us ninety-seven dollars, we can pick this up and up, <laughs> up and migrate it in fifteen minutes, and you can have something <laughs> more class. So it becomes a matter of it becomes a matter of uh, spending a hundred dollars to get something really awesome that's going to mm-hmm. speed up your business. That's sometimes a lot better than free. I will, and I don't see that as, I mean, if that was your counterpoint, I am 100% in agreement with you because right. I have used free, and, and the advantage I have, and it's, it's sometimes to my detriment, but the advantage I have is I know how to do battle with technology. I do, and, I do too, but it also comes and, up of when is it still worth it. Exa- well, and the thing about it is, and here's what I want to say to those of you that are listening, that you're not there yet. Your budget really is, i got to have free. I get it because right. I have gone from, you know, being a quarter million dollar company to a zero dollar company and back it. You know, I mean, I've been back and forth, and so I understand it. But what I know is, if, if you listen to us, <laughs> you can understand that let's say that you're a coach. And even yeah. you're charging $75 an hour, and you spend eight hours fighting, battling, trying to get a social snack done, let right. alone a website. God forbid a website, you know. Right. How much is 75 times 8? 
75 times 8, 150, 300, 600. Okay, so there's $600 that you couldn't even try to make. Yeah. Because of that. So if you are at the space where you are, you're strapped, you're, what is it, I think, can't, bootstrapping is the word I want. You know, I understand that, and I've done it. But I will tell you, if you don't have the tech background, please do me a favor. Don't go to your uncle, your nephew, your next-door neighbor, because I have cleaned up. I didn't start out to be a WordPress person. I evolved. I have cleaned up in the last four months six sites. Right. And I finally got to the point where I said, we are starting over. Because they were such a mess that it, I, I couldn't even fix them. And right. so I totally agree with you about buying what you can. And the other thing I want to say is if you want to be paid for your work, whether it's a product, a service, a local business, if you want to be paid for what you do, you need to help others get paid for what they do. The law right. of reciprocity at work. That said, I do a lot with free tools. When I, you know, a lot of these things will have like a donate button, and I'll donate. Sure. Because that helps keep that person in business. And if you want paid, you got to understand there's a cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. and yeah, and they put time into developing that software. I'll donate if it's a good product. I also recognize, mm -hmm. on the other hand, that most freeware and shareware is really a very sophisticated lead generator. It leads to a paid service. I get that because I yep. I can't remember the last time I saw something free that didn't have an upgrade premium version. I, I don't remember the last mm -hmm. time I saw that. But at the same time, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bogart on it for free, I'll throw them a couple bucks. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, because again, if you go to the open energy, you know, law of reciprocity, law of attraction, whatever, you know, term you want to use, even just being a good corporate citizen, um, you're not going to open the floodgates to being paid if you're not willing to open the floodgates to pay either. And it doesn't right. necessarily have to be expensive. It's like you said for Optimized Press. And my first story of uh, – uh, <laughs> this has been, uh, I think it was 2008, maybe 2009 – I had taught myself how to do teleseminars, and I knew that a lot of people were struggling, and I loved to teach, and I loved to demystify technology and show you, you know, how it doesn't have to be so hard. So I got this wild idea that I was going to do this class called Tele-whatevers. Right. Because people were calling them teleseminars and teletraining and tele, and I just finally said, screw it, tele-whatevers. So I start working on this class, and I had been listening to an optimized press presentation, and I yeah. should have known better. I've done software demos. I should know better, and I didn't. Because when you, just to everybody listening, if they are doing a software demo, demo I guarantee you they have thought through what they're going to say or they can't do it. So they have worked out a lot of the kinks. So I'm listening, you know, it's all this, how easy it is, how simple it is. I hate those two words. Um, so I buy it, and I load it up, and I bring it up, and I'm going to create my first landing page. Well, first of all, I had no copy. And I didn't know how to write copy because I was a tech writer at the time. Right. I can tell you step A, step B. <laughs> yeah, te 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 technical writing, I have a little bit of background in that, but I mean, I would never consider myself a technical writer because I know technical uh -huh. writers. That is a discipline. It is, and I've done it for a huge – I still do it for clients. I don't do it as the only thing. But right. I'm sitting here laughing because I open it up, well – First, it says you need a header, and it needs to be so many pixels. So there I am on Google. You know, how big is a pixel? How do I make a header? And about, I don't know, 
several hours later, I was crying, literally crying, because they had asked me for a, a header slice and all this kind of stuff. And it was hours later, and my husband came in and said, I turned around, I had tears rolling down my face. Right. And he said, honey, what is wrong? I said, I hate technology. And it's supposed to be easy, and it's supposed to be simple, and I still don't have anything done. Uh-huh. And he said, has it occurred to you that if you're struggling this hard, how hard it must be for other people? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first time I started looking for the software to do, like the Hutter and you know, all these kinds of things, that I had no background in. I have a decent eye, but it took me, I mean, I mean, and then a godly amount of time to get a 590 by 150 header. <laughs> so you have to look at that. And at the time, I didn't have the cash, period. I didn't have it. So it was either put in the time you know, or put in the money, and I hadn't. So I want people to understand there's lots and lots to this. And if anybody ever uses simple and easy with you, I want you to strike those words out and listen to it as if they hadn't said it. Because right. simple and easy are in the words of the beholder. Yes, uh, that that is very that is very true. Um, in fact, when I hear simple and easy, I use those terms very frequently myself. Uh, but I check to make sure they're actually true before that's the case, because uh, you know there are some people out there um, who will struggle over how to change the ink cartridge in a printer. Mm-hmm. I, I myself, um, you know, even though I'm pretty handy when it comes to figuring things out, sometimes it's just not the best investment of my time to try and do so. I will gladly pay somebody to just show me. Yep. Because that gets it done faster. Uh, there are many times when I go into a store and I want to buy something. Uh, like, for instance, I'll use a, you know, a bookstore, for instance. I'm looking for a certain book. I am not going to go up and down the aisles trying to figure out what category that book is or anything. I'm going to go straight to customer service and ask for the book. You know why? Because I already know why I'm there. I know what I'm walking yep. out with. And I want somebody to just pull it up in their computer, tell me they have it, and tell me what section it is, and walk me over and hand it to me. That's an instant sale for them. Yeah, that's an instant sale from a customer who's already motivated and knows exactly what they want. We found with our clients who sell information, you know, who sell information products, they have in all cases uh, a series of true believers who will buy pretty much any product they put out there. So for those mm-hmm. types of customers, we structure the offer so it's a very short line to pick up that product. We already know they're coming. Whenever they do a product launch, we already know what names to look for. And when those names come in, we make damn sure they got it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Because, and that's the other thing is if you, there's this fabulous and wonderful proliferation of, of stuff out there. One will tell you, oh, my God, if you don't do video, you're going to die. Oh, I've been you know, told that. You, I've been told that. You know, if you don't do this, you're going to die. You're going to fail. You're going to something. And the worst part is, and this is telling on me, the worst part is I listened to it. Me too. I've been Even there. though I had been in business for a lot of years. I mean, I started my first business in 1988. I had had corporate clients that were, you know, like some of the names you mentioned. I knew some of the stuff, but for whatever reason, when I got into this, you know, sell online thing, it was like I had a mental fart and just, you know, went to sleep. And I ended up literally going bankrupt doing this. Right. Because I didn't take what I did well 
leverage that first and then keep, you know, and build. So that's one of the reasons why I love the concept of social snacks and ingredients and recipes and things like that because uh-huh. it is something you could do today. Right now, if you wanted to make a social snack, can I give a step-by-step? Please do. That's what we're all about is the how-tos. All right. So here's the how-to. Every one of you listening can have a social snack up in less than five minutes. Okay. Okay. I want you to open a browser window and go to a tool called Quozio, Q-U-O-Z-I-O.com. Yeah. By the way, this is going to be a great way to wrap up our interview because we have about 10 minutes left. So everybody – Well, that's kind of what I was figuring. And go to Quozio.com, Q-U-O-Z-I-O.com, and listen to what Mama Red's going to tell you here. Okay, so I want you to open that. In another browser window, window, I want you to go to a site called Brainy Quotes, B-R-A-I-N-Y-Q-U-O-T-E-S.com. All right, I'm doing this right now. So I got Quozio open. I'm doing it with the audience because I'm not only the host, uh, but I'm also a student, as, our, as everybody knows. So I got my Quozio open. I got my Brainy Quote open. Okay, now let's say that you happen to really want to quote about um, – golf (laughs) okay i'm just or but you pick a term type it in and don't give yourself more than you know 30 seconds to pick one you're not going to die if you don't have the right quote grab a quote copy it i don't know the first i don't know the first thing about golf so that's actually the reason why i'm just going to go along with this example so i'm going to (laughs) click golf and i'm going to search for it right do a search the first page that comes up grab a quote i mean scan it the first one that catch your eye don't diddle over it. Just I'm grab gonna, one. I'm just going to grab the very first one in the list. Good. Excellent. Now copy. Yep. If you don't know on your machine, um, it's Command-C on Mac and Control-C on yep. PC. Yep. Go back over to the window with Quozio open. Yeah. Paste that quote in the box that's in Quozio. Yeah. Just paste it. Now, there should be an author. You always want to make sure you put the author and give attribution, yep. even if it's unknown. So go yep, back yep. to Quozio. I, 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 know who, I know who said this one, so I pasted their name Okay. the author. Put it in the author. Yep. I believe it's click next. I'm doing this from memory. Uh, there's a button but, that says go on Quozio. Go. Thank you. Right. So click, click go. Go. All right. It's I uh, walked spinning. away from my computer so I wouldn't be distracted. So yep. up across the top of there are some backgrounds. All right. Pick one. Every background already has the font picked and the background picked. So you have no choices. Pick the one you like. Okay. All right. You so are just, now I'm done creating scan. a select. Yep, I'm just kind of going through here, and I'm uh, like it's giving me a few choices here. Maybe my browser. Yep, there are several. Yeah, my browser may be being persnickety. It's not letting me choose like all of them. Like it's uh, letting me no, choose. No, you pick one, and it, on each end of those options should be a, like a right angle or you know right shape. Yeah, it will yeah, let you yeah. scroll um, through them. Yep, that's what I'm doing. You know, the other thing I'm seeing here is it looks like maybe their server is lagging right now. But uh, yeah, but I am, yeah, but I am get, I am getting it to work if I'm just patient. So yeah, and I see there's a bunch of different backgrounds. This is very consistent with stuff I've seen online. I mean, the choices aren't mm-hmm. all that broad, but nope, uh, they know, are not. Yeah, but they don't really this have to be. This is the five-minute social snack. Yeah, they don't have to be all that broad either because a lot of times no. just a plain background with some good impact font is all you need. Yep. Exactly. And that's why I use this one as that first, you know, thing. So now if you look, you can either create an account or not. You don't have to. If you create an account, which is free, 
you're allowed to save that quote, you know, so you can get it later. But if you look, if now that you have it created and you like it, you can right-click on a PC and click Save As. Yep. Put it on your hard drive. I can't remember it's. Um, I can't remember the Mac version of that, but it's 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 very it's very it's very drive. similar to the Save As. It's been years since I've had a Mac, but I know it's not difficult. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You save it to your hard drive. It is now ready to be put on your social media site. All right. Uh, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to store this to my hard drive right now. And then I'm going to go to my social media site and I'm going to post it. Yep. Wow. Yep. Teacher becomes you a You now student. have I a like five-minute social stack. Wow. That is fantastic. So let me just go ahead. I'm going to uh, – now this uh, – the quote I'm using is – I don't. I didn't know much about golf growing up. By the late Yogi Berra, I have absolutely uh, no idea why the hell I'm posting this because everybody who knows me knows that I, not only do I not know the first <laughs> thing about golf, but I have absolutely no patience for standing around holding a stick to hit a ball. It's just not. It's just not. I me. don't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, they, they they say you have to know how to play golf in order to be a business networker. I'm I'm doing just fine in the cigar shops. You know, different kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So it's fine by me. So let me go ahead and I'm gonna add this photo. And this will probably cause a lot of people to wonder what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> and I'll get some interesting quotes and likes and, and comments and stuff on this. And we'll just see what happens. Which is great because that's what you want for engagement. Right. Right. What's also really cool is you know, if you can say something that's provocative without being insulting is the balance I look for. And it's, some, right. it's a hot button issue that people don't speak of very often. But they love the opportunity to let off the valve. You can get a post mm-hmm. or, or a status update trending for days. Uh, there, uh, yep. A year ago, I wrote something about how I've spent and invested a lot of time and a lot of energy building my vocabulary. And I make every effort to speak intelligently. And when folks come to me and say, stop using big words and talk like a normal person, I refuse to do it. Simply because, <laughs> number one, I am not going to dumb myself down to meet somebody else's lower standard. And number two, I need to set the example and raise people up with me. Boy, did that, boy, did that kick off a discussion. It was great. I loved it. I bet it, it was went on wonderful. For three days. I could not log into the old blue book without that being right at the top of the news feed with about five new comments or seven new likes on it. That thing just blew up. I mean, we got most of my clients, a lot of my friends. Uh, there was some back and forth. Uh, people had different viewpoints on that. There was some honest to goodness debate on that whole topic. Wow. That was I amazing. love it. Yeah. I mean that that was not a that was like the that was like the uh, the social snacks that were left over from the party. Uh, you know the mm-hmm. leftovers sometimes stretch for three days. Yep. Uh huh. Put out a little. You know, it's like of, it's like a good bowl of snacks. Soup, you know it's better in three days. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what I'm talking about. You throw a picnic for something, and the stuff is actually better three days later. Mm-hmm. I don't eat. So that's meat. A, I wanted to leave people with that as something that they can do. You said it. It ain't the perfect one in the book. It isn't the fanciest picture on the planet, but it is what I call the five-minute snack. Yeah. That didn't even take five minutes. Done. It, took, it took you longer to explain it than it took me to do it. It usually does. And there is also, just to make sure that everybody knows, there is the ability to share directly from Quozio. It has tweet buttons and Facebook buttons and you know, whatever that. they do. Right. 
I want people to understand that when they do that, and I don't think this is bad, but understand that the Quozio name is going to carry with it. So right. when you post it, it's going to show that it came from them, which is also kind of fair to them because they put it together and you used it. Right. So I just want you to know, you have to pick you know, for your own. But when I do what I call catered social snacks, which was when I get with a client, we do a strategy and we figure out what we want to serve and all this kind of stuff. When we do social snacks that I think are you know, going to keep your branding, at the bottom is always the URL, at the, you know, your company name, maybe your tagline, uh, if you have a, a logo mark, you know, and things like that. So when we do those, the t- totally custom ones, all that stuff's on the bottom so that as that thing gets shared here and not there, uh-huh. you know, your name is being shared with it. So right. one of the advantages of the name Mama Rad and Tame the Beasties is it doesn't get lost in the fray very much. <laughs> Right, very true. Very, very true. So is there anything else I can do to help our listeners so that they get going? Well, we I have, want them to do this well, stuff. We have about two minutes left here, so what I'd like to do is just give you the floor for a moment longer. I know we got some people on the edge of their seats. They're intrigued by this idea of the social snack, and hopefully we've helped people uh, – tune up their thoughts on how to properly leverage technology in a way that grows their business. So let's say that somebody out there, um, you know, wants to get more information from you or, or engage you further. How would they do that? The best way to do that is either go to my website and use my scheduler, another time saver, hint, hint. Yes. Um, yes. Is my online scheduler is available on every page. Click the button and yep. set up an appointment. So that's one. The other is to just write me an email. Mama Red, M-A-M-A-R-E-D, at MamaRedNight.com. Write me an email. We'll start up a discussion. I have a new product line that's come out called Social Snacks to Go, and um, we can talk about that. But the URL for that is MamaRedNight.com right. forward slash Social Snacks, all one world, world word, <laughs> dash products and you can see there what i'm doing it's a monthly program where i provide you with the snacks so you don't have to create them and it ranges everywhere from less than twenty dollars a month to 147 dollars a month for us to take care of it for you oh that's fantastic so i appreciate you sharing all that with us uh Mama Red, I got to tell you, this has been awesome. This has been a ton of fun. I love when we have interviews like this where we get interactive. And we actually did kind of go off the script there a little bit. So uh, the title of this uh, for posterity will probably show up on iTunes as something like, uh, we're probably going to edit it before we actually post it. It'll be something like uh, social snacks and uh, and technology snacks. I don't know. We'll come up with something here. But uh, Whatever but, you want to do is fine. Yeah, but I'm just I'll saying, be happy. I'm just same to say for our listeners, when you look for this one on iTunes, look, That's for, the great, point. look for the term delicious snow, delicious social snacks because that will be there. But I do want to highlight that we had a great conversation about how to properly discern the type of technology to use for your business. It uh, should serve as a great blue point, blueprint if you're you know, working through any of these issues in your own business. So, again, thank you very much. It's been an honor and it's been an education. My pleasure. I had a blast. Thank you to you and to your listeners. Okay, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing.